It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. If it's Tuesday, it's the State of the Union Address. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. This will be the second from President Biden, but his first in front of a divided Congress. President Biden will likely remind lawmakers and the nation of his accomplishments, while also hoping to prove that he's able to serve as president for another term. Biden's expected to touch on a few of the most pressing issues in the country, including inflation, COVID-19, mass shootings, police reform and infrastructure. He'll likely also take enough time to tout the accomplishments of his administration. A poll was released on Monday from the Washington Post and ABC News that found that just 36 percent of U.S. adults said that President Biden had accomplished a, quote, great deal or a good amount since taking office. 36 percent? 62 percent said Biden had accomplished, quote, not very much or little to nothing. The perceptions, of course, were split along party lines. Go figure. 77% of Democrats said Biden had accomplished a great or good amount, while 93% of Republicans said he had accomplished not much or little to nothing. Gee, I wonder how that split could possibly have occurred. Hmm. Of course, the president must address the other things going on, like economic uncertainty, Ukraine's ongoing effort to fight off the Russian invasion, tensions with China, especially after the shooting down of that suspected Chinese spy balloon last weekend. The speech gets underway at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The death toll from that 7.8 magnitude earthquake that shook southern Turkey and neighboring Syria rose to more than 5 thousand. Tens of thousands of others were injured when the earthquake destroyed thousands of buildings during the original Templar and the hundreds of aftershocks that followed, including another huge 7.5 quake centered about 60 miles from the first epicenter. Tens of thousands of survivors were driven out of their homes, with many forced to spend the rest of the night outside in the cold. Turkish President Erdogan declared a week-long national mourning period. Although the earthquake directly hit Turkey, its impact on Syria was huge. A massive rescue effort is underway, and aid agencies are particularly worried about northwestern Syria, where more than 4 million people in that war-torn area were already relying on humanitarian assistance. On Tuesday morning, planes arrived in Syria carrying aid from Iraq and Iran, including food, medicine, and blankets. The White House said it was sending search and rescue teams to help look for survivors. The U.S., Japan, India, Pakistan and other countries have committed to assist with rescue crews. Meanwhile, more than 300 Russian soldiers are said to also be clearing debris and helping in search operations in Syria. Well, at least according to Russia's defense ministry. And while we are shocked and horrified by the huge number of people already reported dead, 5,000 as of this morning, a senior World Health Organization official warned that deaths could top 20,000 as rescue efforts continue. It's just horrific. Turning to the UK, thousands of nurses and ambulance service staff walked off the job in the UK on Monday. It's the largest strike in the 75-year history of Britain's National Health Service. The NHS National Director, Stephen Powell, said that more walkouts were expected, quote, in the most disruptive week the NHS has ever faced. The strike is the latest in a massive wave of protests in the UK in recent days as public sector workers demand higher pay to help them keep up with the rising cost of living. Teachers, train drivers, airport workers, border officials, postal workers, and others have participated in this wave of strikes. Closer to home, residents of East Palestine, 
Ohio are still unable to return to their homes after a train derailment four days ago that sparked a massive fire and prompted widespread evacuations. The train crashed Friday and it was carrying hazardous materials, causing a fire that continues to burn. And on Monday morning, crews released toxic chemicals from five of those rail cars. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is saying this controlled release of vinyl chloride was necessary to prevent a possible explosion that could have resulted in the, quote, deadly disbursement of shrapnel and toxic fumes. What could possibly go wrong? Federal authorities have arrested two suspects in an alleged neo-Nazi plot to, quote, completely destroy Baltimore by disrupting its power grid. Prosecutors said in a complaint filed Monday in federal court that Sarah Clendaniel of Maryland and Brandon Russell of Florida conspired to cause maximum harm in a racist scheme to take out the predominantly black city of Baltimore's power grid. There were similar attacks on electrical networks in North Carolina, Oregon, and Washington state, though authorities couldn't present any immediate evidence of any link between this case and those. But come on, man. Yeah. And finally, the AI wars are almost here. Google on Monday unveiled their new chatbot tool, dubbed BARD, that will, I guess, compete with the success of ChatGPT. It's kind of popular right now at chat.openai.com. And now Google reportedly will open up BARD to trusted testers this week and the rest of us soon. I got to- And that's just a bit of what's news for now on Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.